What's going on, Love Quest Nation? Thank you for tuning in to the Love Quest Podcast. Get your Bibles ready, get your notebook, get your coffee, get some water, whatever you need to do, and get ready to receive. The time is right now. Let's go! Give it up for Troy Shirt in the name of Jesus! Jesus Christ one time. You can be seated. Love that shirt. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Y'all didn't know what I was going to say, huh? All right. How you guys feeling tonight? Hey, uh, Bernadette. Where Bernadette at? Oh, amen. Tell some of the people to come in church. Lily out there playing. She ain't got no reason to be out there. Amen. Look at Lily. Hey, Lily, the Lord is calling for you. (laughs) And she like, that's how my pastor used to do me when I was growing up. He used to do all the kids. We used to be hanging out. And he will leave the pulpit himself and walk outside and come get us. I love it. And then, but then you get the musicians, after they finish playing, they'll go outside and smoke cigarettes. Real deal. It's the people, we come to church, <clears throat> and we get familiar with our church home. It's just like with your real home. You, you, we take for granted our children and our, our spouse and because they're just, they'll be there, right? That's how it's easy for our kids to love and respect other people's parents more than they, you know what I'm saying? Right? This is a word for somebody. Fight familiarity in the places God has called you. The same fire and curiosity you started at a place, fight to keep that fire. You watch people, they'll start off at a church in the front first few rows. After about a year, they'll end up in the back. Stay locked in in the promised land. This, as eager as you were for breakthrough, once you break through, stay eager. Amen. I love our church. We got the most loving guest services team. We just need to get them a hug booth, a hug booth. If y'all don't stop hugging people and keeping them in the back the whole time. (laughs) I love it. That's why they're in here. This morning I shared about, um, I felt that the Lord was about to do something in our lives called from poolside to uh, the, the penthouse. Okay, the rooftop. And there's a story really quickly, John 5, roughly around verse 3. If you could put that up, see on, see on. Stay with me, girl, stay with me. Ate all that chicken in between services. (laughs) Ate all that chicken. See on, vegan, but she was eating chicken in between services. Amen. I'm preaching already. Sometimes you just got to get a little side piece just to, for old school's sake. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> it's like, where are you going, Sion? I'm going on a little prayer walk. 
Right. See, I'm serious about that vegan. She back there getting offended. Uh-uh, chicken, uh-uh. So in John 5, it talks about this porch where lay or lying a great number of sick folk, blind, crippled, paralyzed, waiting for the stirring up, waiting for a sign. And when the angel comes and stirs up the water, whoever was first in would be what? Healed. Okay. You go forward to verse four, five, five. There was a certain man for 38 years. He was lame. He's paralyzed. 38 years. Say that's a long time. How many people in here have allowed themselves to be poolside for a long time? Uh, let me, let me, let me, if you can see yourself in the spirit realm, many people in here have noodles and floaties around their strongholds. <laughs> you, you didn't got in your bikini in your addiction. You, you comfortable in your addiction, Right. You, 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 you in your swimsuit, you got your noodles, you get in the water, and you're like, oh, it's cold. Right? Or the water deep, or, ugh, stay away from me. You complain, but you're still in the water. You cute, but you're still addicted. Right? You spraying your sunscreen, still getting burned. Long time. I smoked marijuana for how long, babe? Long time. <laughs> but you love me long time. Amen. 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 And so everyone in here, the question is how long will we stay in a place? And here's the tea. You couldn't stay there as long as you was if you was really uncomfortable. So as much as I knew that drugs and alcohol was not healthy for me, I found comfort in it. It's like a bed sore or some kind of soreness. You eventually learn how to walk with it and lean with it. Right? If me and, if me and my wife have some, some issues, and if I got anger issues or she got anger issues, and I feel like I got to live with this thing, eventually we're going to get used to. So what happens is if I always yell at her, she's going to learn how to tune me out. You, you know some of you married people, you, you know what I'm saying, you, you and your husband, and you've learned how to tune them out. You haven't learned how to love them. You've just learned how to tune them out. You've gotten comfortable with the behavior. You don't like it, but you're comfy. So as I was, I think I started smoking at what, 15 years old? And I stopped where around what age, 30? 15 years, too long to be doing drugs. I know we want to say heroin and marijuana is different. Nope. Drugs is what? Drugs. You can argue all you want to. Drugs is drugs. Alcohol has killed more people than marijuana. One was legal, one wasn't. So my question to you is how long? I'm talking about emotional strongholds. I'm talking 
physical, whatever it is, how long will you stay poolside? Getting poolside. My wife used to work in the restaurant industry, and she used to be over, like, like, like real nice hotel, bougie, spa, and all that stuff. And she was also responsible for poolside, poolside service. That's why I want to go. I want to go on a vacation where I could sit by the pool and order me some stuff and don't have to move. I'm preaching. When you get poolside, you got strongholds. All you do is sit by the pool and order God to come help you. And you think God got you in a season because he ain't came yet. No, he can't get that noodle from around your waist. You got that floaty on too tight. And now you got company that you really like. So this brother misses out on many opportunities because he said folks was jumping over him. Now I want you to see the picture. For people to jump over him, that meant they were willing to leave him in the same condition. Now, these were people I'm sure he was laying there next to. If they was lame, I'm sure they was on their back. Man, when they going to stir it up some more? They jumped over you too? And you know when they got mad, they were just like, oh, man. You got to make this thing come alive. Again? Oh. So that means it was other people comfortable being lame. Who you got around you and y'all, y'all comfy. Y'all got noodles. Y'all got floaties. Who you got? Some of y'all could probably look across the room. Some of y'all be texting each other during service. Right? Your friend not saying, girl, you need to, you need to stop. Stop texting me. I'm trying to get a word right now. I be seeing when people be texting when somebody walk in, you're like, you see him right there. These phones is dangerous. Right? I just want you to think. We're going to get into the word. I just want you to think. Who do you have around you and y'all both poolside? I see my daughter. She's like, I see, girl, Jolano, you stop texting me. <laughs> y'all so sweet. Y'all so sweet. Y'all so sweet. Swain kids be sweet, be texting each other sometimes. And then she be talking to her brother through here. All the time. Poolside. <laughs> poolside. Hey, if you, if you had eyes to see, you could see some poolside conversations after church. They be happening. I'm trying to help my people right now. All right? Say poolside. poolside. Nothing wrong with poolside. There is healing at the poolside, as we saw. But I want you to see what kind of friends God is trying to bring into your life. Luke 5. I'm trying to get to the penthouse. Penthouse. Got, now, if you got a pool on the roof, let's do it. Better views. 
better, better views, you know what I mean? Infinity pool. But let's look at this. These are the kind of friends the Lord is trying to bring in your life. But these are the kind of friends you cannot be intimidated by. Where you are heading, you need people more intelligent than you. You need people around you that are smarter than you, that don't know it all. You need people around you that challenge you. Stop running from people who challenge you and say they hating. No. They are hold, they, you need those people around you that make you check yourself. Worship team, I'm feeling a song right now. I'm just messing, I'm just messing with you. 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 They go ahead all in the camera. Are we, are we even streaming? Yeah, he just walked all in, the, in front of the camera. <laughs> Amen. You ready? Luke 5. Is it 13? 19. 19. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd. First, the other people, the lame man, said, look... They skipped over me. Poolside, full of excuses. They ran into an obstacle and they didn't let it stop them. Everybody was at the ground level. Everybody was surrounding Jesus. Everybody was getting theirs. They had a little bit more urgency to their requests. They went up on the roof, lowered him with his stretcher through the tiles into the midst in front of Jesus. Those, my buddies. There was a season. Where I didn't want nobody to carry me. There was a season I didn't want nobody holding me accountable. I wanted to do my own thing. There was a season I thought I knew everything. There was a season I hid my pain. There was a season I walked into church. And every time people asked me, how you doing? No matter what I was going through, it was blessed and highly favored. Rising like cornbread. Highly favored to the top. I am blessed, man. You wear your Sunday's best. You post your best and hide your weaknesses. Not saying you put your business out there. But you have surrounded yourself <laughs> with floaties and noodles. And you look like you can swim. Until some real sharks get in the swimming pool. You ever sitting there with your noodles and looking at the other homie that can swim? 
but he took lessons. You cool doggy paddling. And if you like me, you doggy pedal hecka hard. I'm like, I don't know how you just sit there. Full conversation. Some people just be, just be sitting there the whole time, 10 minutes. My wife would just be sitting there just. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm talking and I'm just going under and just like. I'm working way too hard for this conversation. <laughs> I am not enjoying this. Give me that flow. Give me that noodle. And even when I have a noodle, the noodle just finds its way to the back. It's too, it's too much. I just got to get to my destination. This season is going to require you to, number one, go higher. If you're you're around a bunch of noise, if you can't hear God clearly, this is not the sit down. This is the go higher. This is the, when you hear, when you're experiencing turbulence, they take you above it. They take you above it. They don't land the plane. This is not the season to land the plane. This is a season to go above the turbulence. This is a season to purge the noise. Let the right people in your ear. And if there's relationships that you are seeing that are drying up, let them dry up. Know which relationships to water. You ever watered a wrong relationship and it dry you up? The only way you can continue flowing oil and water is if you're pouring into good ground. What gets me excited in pouring is seeing people respond to the pour. But it kills me spiritually, literally, when you're pouring wisdom in people that do not want to listen and keep making excuses why they will not listen. Some of you need to stop needing people. Some of you are just trying to find people to pour into. And because it's Jesus' work, you think Jesus sent you. But where's the fruit? Okay. You may have entered on a mat in this season, but you will exit in a chariot. Shaman. The Lord is getting ready to represent you to some people. You have been going through hell. But that has been a sign of the Lord lowering you, getting you ready to exalt you. James 4, 5, 1 Peter 5, 5 says, he exalts the humble. And then 
I have another one for you. I don't know about you, but I love being rescued by the Lord. I love to know that I have a God that is pursuing me as much as I'm pursuing him. But I have another word for you guys, and I'm going to do my best to articulate it the way I got it. But he's coming for you, and he is about to will you to victory. Okay, Joshua 2, 5. When I say the Lord is coming for you, this is a season. It ain't nothing you can do about it, but get ready. Oh, but get ready. That, that's it. Ready or not. He is coming for your head. You are going to you have to you are going to have to reject this blessing. But it's coming. His anointing is going to double up on your life. It's on you to recognize it and for you to walk into it. There is going to be monetary increase. It is going to be for you to see it, for you to sow it, and for you to be wise with what he brings in your life. There is going to be a double up, a triple down on your business opportunities. It is going to be for you to pay attention, for you to sow it, for you to guard it, for you to use wisdom, for you to get counsel, for you to get understanding. But God is about to will you to victory. He's coming to get you. This is a season over the next 12 months. You will see family members come to Jesus at an accelerated rate like never, ever before. I'm talking family are not just going to be visiting church, but they're going to be inviting you to church. I'm talking family that is going to encourage you to come to church they gonna be asking you when service is they come in they come in they come in the harvest of your tears is coming come on the harvest of those sleepless nights is coming the harvest from you biting your tongue is coming I'm telling you, man, the harvest is coming. He's coming for you. He's coming for your family. He's coming for your finances. He's coming for your vision. He's coming for your strategies. He's coming for your circle. He's coming for your mama. He's coming for your daddy. He is about to clean up your house in Jesus' name. Don't shy away from the promotion. The promotion going to sound right but feel weird. The promotion is going to sound right but feel weird. You're going to find yourself trying to talk yourself out of it. Man, you better put that thing on and roll with it. He is not responding to your goodness. You ready? And he is not responding because he's pleased with you 
He's responding because of Jesus's goodness and because of the blood of Jesus. Not saying you haven't been faithful, but what the point is, is that this has nothing to do with your performance. This has everything to do with due season. <laughs> Joshua started verse 2-8. Stay right there with it. Stay locked in. He's coming to get you. Before the two men had lain down. See, I'm telling you, man, slang was in the Bible first. Before the two men laying down. I didn't type this. This is smooth out the Bible. Before the two men had lain down, Rahab came up to them on the roof. And she said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that your terror is falling upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land, they faint because of what's on your life. I just see myself in this picture. I see Surrey. I see greater Vancouver. I see the country. I see my assignment. I see yours. And with Rahab, she is a prostitute. And these are two men that God sent to, to, to spy the land that, the, that he promised. Okay? For we have heard there has been a report about y'all. How your Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea. There's rumors about you. Man. You know, when we go into the club and when we go to the ball game, you don't know how many people talking about you love Quest. There's rumors about your joy. Here, here's the equivalent of a Red Sea being parted. Many people at the ball game and at the club are faced with a Red Sea. You come in with the joy that's on your life and you part their sea. They're faced with the anxiety they came in the place with. And then on the other side is a joy that has interrupted their anxiety. Like I shared this morning, somebody DM me and said, hey, Pastor T, my team got a game tonight. Can Love Quest come out? L let, me, let me help y'all. I'm going to be a little in your face right now. I hate it when people don't know what's on their life. I hate it when you act like you just walked into a basketball game 50 deep on the sideline in the corner and you act like somehow that didn't impact people's life or you wasn't a part of that. Look in the Old Testament, they carried the ark. So if David and them went to a basketball game when they were accountable for stewarding the presence, they would walk in the game with the presence of God. Right? And the David that I hear about, they wouldn't have been at no basketball game without dancing. Bible said he went and got the ark and him and his crew came into the city praising God. New Testament, we don't have an ark. We are the ark. So here we are. We walk into a ball game. 
y'all, this is what gets on my nerves about y'all. You walk into a gym and you really think that you're that happy. Let me ask you this. Well, why is joy a fruit of the Spirit? Joy is a result of the Holy Spirit working. So you really think, aside from us going out to the game, that's something you would be doing. Tell me when was the last basketball you went to, all black with a drum, singing good, good music on the sideline. And you don't understand that as you walked on that property, you were carrying something. The founders of the basketball league said, man, we was really hoping y'all got to the championship because we wanted that energy in our championship game. I don't know about y'all, but if you was there after y'all left, it was a whole different vibe in there. Here we go. Y'all need to stop getting on my nerves, man. I'm tired of y'all not knowing what's on y'all life. Because the same way that we took over that gym, and without you, it wouldn't have been the same. You can walk in your house with the same. You can walk into your job with the same. You can, deal, you can confront your marriage with the same. See, it's something about when we come together, you get a confidence that you don't have by yourself. I need you to understand that the glory is on you. And you're carrying something. How irresponsible of a parent to walk around and act like ain't nothing in her belly when she's pregnant. She's very aware she's carrying something. I'm trying to tell you, Karina, Thomas, Stephanie, Troy, Daniela, all of you, you're carrying something. And you are doing your community a disservice, not releasing it. And I called a few people's name, but I'm talking to everybody. That'd take too long to call everybody name. You're carrying something that your city needs, and you're sabotaging power. You are mentally where you are because you are choosing not to wear what he put on you. You got another outfit to wear, but every day some of you put on the same depressed outfit. How many people got some outfits in their closet they probably won't wear no more? Yeah. How many people work for a company that, that got a uniform you just do not like or go to a school? You have options every day, just like when you look in your closet. Everybody, either last night or today, chose what they was going to wear. Every day you wake up, you choose emotionally what you're going to wear. You choose what you're going to release. You're going to complain all day. 
you're going to make the day all about what you're going through. But the Lord just told us, give thanks in every circumstance. Put on Thanksgiving. You get on my nerves, only complaining when you got another outfit. You don't like how anxiety and depression feels? Put on something else. Here you go, Elder John. That's what he gave you power for. He didn't give you power so you could lay hands on somebody and another leg would grow. He gave you power to choose joy. Oh, that take power. That take power. Right, I'm learning about this thing called scepters, like perception or, you know what I mean? And, and, and pain is not an input. Right? Pain is not an input. A lot of the pain that we experience comes from perception. What is an input? I look at a dead body on the side of the road. That's input. I smell something. That's input. How I perceive it causes my body to respond. Right? I've been telling them, how you walking on your leg? How you walking on your leg? Man, from day one, I made up my mind. I know something's tore, but I'm going to walk this thing out. I'm not going to, I was, see, faith will cause you to walk to your healing by yourself because it's going to look like you don't need no help. But I wanted some of y'all, or wanted my wife to come over and be like, baby, you okay? My wife over there across the gym. She's like, yeah, he over there dealing with something. I'm like, I really wanted her to, but see, I was about to ask her, babe. I wanted to be like, oh my God, babe, I need some help. I'm really in pain. I wanted, but see, and y'all just was over there cheering during the game. And I was like, ugh, y'all don't know I'm in pain right now. But I had to keep cheering for my team. My perception is I still had something to offer. Some of y'all, you'll be in a little bit of pain. You're like, I can't go to church today. This is too tough of a day. Horrible perception. You still have something to offer. So I'm walking, and I'm finding how I walk. Okay, I can walk. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Okay, my heels over here. I get, I, get, I get some opinions. I get some help. I get some rub. It's swelling. It was about a week, two weeks later, I get an ultrasound. And last night, I was like how I feel right now. I would have tried to play the next day. B- very bad rip in my calf. But my perception that was built through being around champions. So your perception of what you're going through is a huge reason why it's still on you. That's why it's very dangerous to get around therapists and doctors that create the narrative for you when you have a higher. This is why he's telling you to renew your mind. You have to see the circumstance the way he sees it. That's why he says, by his stripes you healed. I know the doctor reports say you sick. We need that because now I can give my results to the prayer warriors. Now I got a name for it. But I have to live based on what God says about it. I need to be around people. That's not going to... I had a few people like, you need some help walking. It wasn't my pride. I'm really trying to figure out still how to walk. Right? And it's getting stronger and stronger every single day. 
stronger and stronger every single day. Some of you have been dealing with the same stuff for a long time. Here's a part of why. Because you keep wanting to talk about it. You're not really talking about how good God is. You even mixing it. And you notice you surround yourself with people that will sympathize with you. And you hanging around other wounded people that just want to talk about wounds. So you really don't want the healing God has for you or you would purge yourself of some things. Sometimes I need to hang around some people that know I'm hurt but won't talk about my hurt. That's why at church you're more hopeful because we're not talking about your issue. You didn't shifted your mind hope deferred you got to fight to keep your hope or something else and pain got your attention more than hope does this bible really does work if you work it let me keep reading for we have heard how the lord dried up the water you and, and the red sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the east side of the Jordan, Sahon and OG, <laughs> whom you utterly destroyed. My little OGs down in the valley. When we heard it, our hearts melted. Neither did spirit or courage remain anymore in any man because of you. I want you to see this, man. I'm trying to help somebody. That's Old Testament. Now this is New Testament. Forget people. But the spirit, the, the powers that be in this realm, in this region, heard about a people. I don't know about you, but I truly believe they heard about me. They heard about my wife. They heard about some of y'all. And then there's demonic entities that say, who are you? Wasn't you just complaining about how much grip I got on your life last night? Now you coming in here trying to tell people how good God is. Who are you? I know Jesus. I know Paul. I know John. I know Swoop. I mean Adam. But who are you? We're not familiar up here with your sound. We're familiar with your complaining. So you're going to have to convince us off of you. It said, we heard about y'all. We heard about how you bounce back from sickness. We heard about how you love people. We heard about when pain hits you, how much you don't lose your confession. We heard. How when people persecute you and mistreat you, you keep standing. Oh, we heard about you. And you do know, I'm here to tell some of y'all, the enemy does get hopeless at some point if you remain standing. You got to do more than just showing up sometime. You actually got to fight. When we heard it, our hearts melted. 
next verse. God in heaven above and on earth beneath. God in heaven above and on earth beneath. There we go. Now then I pray you swear to me by the Lord since I have shown you kindness that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a sure sign and save alive my father and mother and my brothers and sisters and all they have and deliver us from death. And the men said to her, our lives for yours. If you do not tell this business of ours, then when the Lord gives us the land, we will deal kindly and faithfully to you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window for her house was built into the town wall so that she dwelt in the wall. I want y'all to understand why the walls of Jericho had to come down. Her house was in the wall. The people that stayed in the wall were the marginalized. They stayed in the wall. But for God's people, it meant they had people who was desperately ready to get out of oppression. So they would get information. They didn't have to go all the way into the town. They found someone who was tired of being oppressed that would give them an end. So they came across a woman named Rahab who hid them. And if you read before it, they came looking for them. And and she was like, I don't know where they at. They came, but they cut. They thought that God's little uh, spies came to get them some. She was a prostitute. So when they saw him going to her house, they thought she was coming. They was coming. They was going to catch him doing the do. They hid up on the roof. And she was like, I don't know where they at. So then what she asked in return was, Please, we know God has given you the land. When you take it over, don't forget me. And so we see later how the walls came down. So you saw God ending and fighting for the marginalized. (laughs) All right. I want you to see this. The promised land includes rescuing the oppressed. It's not all about you bubbling up. It's including rescuing those that have been oppressed, that has been misdealt with. Prior to the scripture being read, I told you that the Lord is coming after you and your family. That's Rahab. I want you to see who's who in this story. You're not the spies. You're the prostitute. (laughs) We don't like that. Don't talk to me like that. No, 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 no. This is a picture of the Lord sending to rescue you. Because you see, when they got rescued, they came down on a a crimson rope representing the blood of Jesus. And I said to you, the Lord is coming after you. He is sending people to you to rescue you and your family, to rescue you out of poverty, to rescue you out of depression. See, be careful hanging around other complainers. Some of you are allergic to joyful people. (laughs) 
is some of you get overwhelmed around joy. Some of you, you are overwhelmed by love quests, just like the big loudness. What does that say? Were you overwhelmed at the club in your days? Were you over, overwhelmed at the ball game? And then you come to church and something irritates you or overwhelms you about the sound. Come out, come out wherever you are. Acts 16. Take me to where the man cries out and says, come and save my... No, take me to the, to, to the suddenly at midnight. Don't look like I'm going to get to that. Uh, yeah, I, I see you. I see you, Lord. I see you. <laughs> Got it. Okay, we're still waiting. God is willing you to victory. I don't know about you, but God willed me to get here. I couldn't have thought of this life. I couldn't have thought of y'all. None of y'all was in my dreams. These buildings weren't in my dreams. He's willed me and my wife to where we are today. There we go. Everyone, read. Ready? Read. Man, I love this. I love this. Go back. Go back. Suddenly. I just told y'all. That he is about to will you to victory, and he is about to suddenly shake it up. He's been shaking it up. But I want you to see this thing right here. It says, at once, not only like, like immediately, but all at once, all the doors open. Shaka Khan. All at once. Say all at once. Woo! All at once. Right? You remember, you remember the word, the scripture that said that it's all gonna be happening at once and you're not gonna, it, it's gonna overtake you. One thing after another. So I would like to declare over your life that all at once, the doors are going to open. Come on, all at, say all at once. All at once. All at once. All at once, the doors are opening. It's not just the shackles falling off, but there's going to be multiple doors to walk through. Multiple opportunities, multiple strategies. I'm talking about, lift your hands right where you are. 
The Lord is about to give you options. What if I told you that he's going to give you options and none of them will be wrong? It'd be those days where you take your children somewhere and you'd be like, whatever you want. You have 50 flavors of ice cream. You choose. You want three scoops? You can mix it up. Go on ahead. You know them days as a parent where you feel like you're balling? You're like, go on, get what you want. Don't why you got to choose. And I'll tell, I'll tell my wife sometime, bring it down. I'll tell my wife sometime. She'll be like, well, we're going to get these and I'm going to get this. And we don't. And I'm like, it gets on my nerves. Why we can't have both? No, let me tell you, not her, not a, but, but that could be a part of poverty when you always feel like it's got to be one or the other. The Lord is making room for options. Options, say options. That sounds like a loving father. That's the beautiful part about being born into wealth. You have options. When you walk and get your Telus phone plan, you're like, just get what's the ultimate. Just give me the top without even thinking. You're about to enter a season where God is going to exercise your discipline by giving you options. Options don't mean go crazy, but God is going to develop your choice making. I had somebody at my house the other day. And he said, when he was walking on the property, he said, and this ain't even it. The Lord is just giving you an opportunity to see what you like. See, I like, I like people around me, Wendy. Wendy. That talked to me like that. He was, he was a man. I felt like saying, don't talk to me like that. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> Say it right. <laughs> I like people around me that calls out the bigness inside of me. Because look, when he said that, there was a part of me that said, I know. There's a part of me that knows that. That the Lord will give you a season to walk around somebody else's stuff. So you can see it and try it on. Hey, get ready to try some stuff on. Get ready to try some stuff on. Get ready to try some stuff on. Here's what you got to be ready to do. I'm about to help some people. When you try it on, it is not being ungrateful if you say, this ain't big enough. This is what I told him. This is what I told him. I said, where I'm at ain't big enough. It's big, but it ain't big enough. Because I know not only is it to serve the people that God placed in my life, but I want me a legit gym. I don't want to turn my garage into the gym. 
I want a theater room. Listen, listen. I want an office that I can do content in because I'm a leader. And I, I need to create content. I need a real bookshelf. Not the bookshelf you could also use in the pantry. My kids need a bigger room. We're grateful. And I don't got to explain to you I'm grateful. But there are certain things that we desire and there are certain things we need. And he said he'll provide both. I'm confident and I could say this in confidence because he already knows that my desire is what he wants more than it's what I want. And that's the only reason why he wants you to spend the time to shift your affections. But now my affections are in order. I don't need more, but I desire it for purpose. And I've come to a point where I'm not afraid to own it. And some of you, with your false humility, you talk yourself out of your dream. You stop confessing that you're healed. You've stopped confessing and looking at. Some of you used to look at magazines and cut out the pictures of stuff you want. You're heading into a season where the Lord is going to cause you to try some stuff on. I used to ask my I used to pay attention. When, we, when the Lord blesses us with a home, it was always in beautiful neighborhoods. But we would always have the house that wasn't that cool on the block. Like we got the biggest lot in the neighborhood, but everything leaning. (laughs) But when we go for walks, we see what we like. When we did our leadership retreat last year, it it was at a house. The house was too small, but it was nice. But the yard I looked at, and it had a pool. And I was sitting there while everybody was having fun. And I said, God, man, if you just give me this, we could do, we could do this at. Like, why we got to get them $3,000 for their house? Get, bring that into Love Quest. Like, bless some one of us with that so we could do this for your kingdom. And he allows you to see stuff and try stuff on and walk around properties. He allows you, hey, pay attention when you got to pick somebody up in a nice neighborhood. Because when you, when there's input, you see things and it actually tingles something in here. Don't be afraid to go in the diamond store. It's not a prosperity message, okay? This is a sonship message. It's trying to wake up you. Stop sabotaging your kingship. Don't be afraid to go and try stuff on. This is not about if you got the money or can you afford it. You about to try some stuff on. You ever get around people that got some stuff that you really like? But you allow hate to make you not want to hang around them no more? You didn't just talk to yourself out of vision somebody got it even if it's a family a marriage don't wish that you could have their marriage 
But thank God that you, can, you got access to their marriage so you can improve yours. Hating will lock you out of some stuff. Lift your hands right where you are. You about to try some stuff on, man. I pray that you got eyes to see right now. Just, just pray in the spirit. Thank God right where you are. You about to try some stuff on. You're about to be in some conversations where it's going to require you to listen. Not talk, not offer your wisdom, just listen. Come on, right where you are, just, just pray in the spirit. Even now, he's downloading some stuff in, in, in some of you hearts, some of your hearts. I want you to see it shifting in your life. I want you to see it shifting in your life. See it shifting in your life. See it shifting in your life. I want you to see it lifting, lifting in your life. I want you to see that poverty mindset coming off like a helmet, like a hat. See it coming off. See it broken over your life. I want you to see it uprooting out of your bloodline. Poverty is up, up being uprooted out of your bloodline. I want you to see that. I want you to see taking insecurity off right now. Taking sabotage off. I want you to see anxiety be lifted off of you right now. The spirit of heaviness has to come off right now. Jesus. Be seated for one more moment. I want to finish this passage. Say thank you, Jesus. Give me the next verse, please. We heard about the earthquake, all the doors open. Say all the doors. Next verse. And when the person that put him in jail saw that the doors were open, he drew his sword out to kill himself. There is salvation for your enemies too. <laughs> but Paul shouted, do not harm yourself, please, brother, for we are all here. We all here. I love how they didn't run. Then the jailer called for the lights and rushed in and trembling and terrified, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out of the dungeon and said, men, what is it necessary for me to do that I may be saved? I want you to see this. He got the sword. He got the authority. Paul and Silas standing there like, hey, we still here? 
the doors open, but we still here to serve our time. I want you to see this. And he saw something on them. And he said, what do I got to do to have what you have? And they answered, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ yourself up to the next, next verse, please. Next verse. Next verse. And he took them that same hour of the night and bathed them because of their bloody wounds. Their enemy is cleaning them up. The Lord is flipping the script. And he was baptized immediately. This is the greatest payback to your enemies. Is that they encounter Jesus. Jeez. I don't want my enemies to leave me alone. I want them to meet Jesus. Immediately, and all the members of his household were saved. The same water that you have to wash my wounds. You got baptized in my blood. Shaka God. And he took them up into his house and set food before them. Now the enemy not only washed them but fed them. And he leaped much for joy and exalted with all his family that he believed in God, accepting joyously, welcoming what he had made known through Christ. Do y'all see this? Household salvation. And I want you to see something. Prior to this, Paul had a dream. He heard a man crying out come and save my family the Lord is about to empower somebody to bless you he is sending for you I am so confident that I don't, there's people that I'm about to meet before this year is out that's going to bless my socks off I am just focused on what he's asked me to do. And the stuff I can't do, he got somebody else doing. But he is, he is, he is enriching somebody to bless me. He is, he is, he is putting you on somebody's mind. He is putting you on somebody's mind that can radically change your life. Somebody got keys that you don't have, and he is about to cause them to open some doors on your behalf. I just want to leave you with this scripture from the slides. Um, Go to capacity. This word capacity is very important for you. You got to make room. Like I mentioned this morning, that little baby coming out the womb got their own bedroom 
out the womb. Man, if you don't put that thing over in the corner. <laughs> Got the own room, middle of the night, you go and get them out the room and put them in your bed. <laughs> Baby got all them clothes that they don't wear, but you made room for something. So whatever you've been pregnant with, you're about to give birth to, you have to make room for it. The, the word of the Lord says make room. Make room in your schedule. Don't pack your schedule up. Don't pack every day with stuff. Be careful of how many long-term commitments you make. I'm just giving you what thus says the Lord. Take it or leave it. These wisdom sessions right here. I'm about to start getting like your, your therapist and your psychologist. We about, to put a, we about to put that bag on it. Hey, my time worth something. Amen. These wisdom sessions right here. Hey, you got to pay for not listening. I'm trying to help you right now. So, do not think you have to fill every moment with busy. The Lord is about to will you to victory. Stay out of relationships where you keep having to prove yourself. If people, people, you, you need to spend a little bit more time with people that see the anointing on your life. I'm trying to help you right now. Hey, hey, you got to have, you got to, you got to start having big conversations. Like, hey, the Lord is causing you to walk around here to see what you like. This ain't it. Right? Quickly, you would marry something like that, right? You would marry where you are. It's like, wow. But then there's something inside of you that says, man, and it's not ungrateful. It's like, this not it. It's not it. I know what God's called me to do. And this building can't be the only thing that fits my vision. But I know that I'm a generous person. I know folks going to spend a night in my house. I know there's people that God has put in my life that may go through a rough time and just need to switch atmospheres, that need to stay in the house out there in the back. So if I never create a space for somebody to stay in the back, then God can't send me people that need a space in the back. So don't get mad if you keep having people sleep on your couch. Because that's all you believe in for is a more comfortable couch. But the same faith you get in a comfortable couch for, you could just ask them for another room with a comfortable bed. Same faith. But dare you ask for bigger. God will always move where his heart is the center focus. So you got to make room. You also have to purge some relationships, not necessarily get people out of your life. It just means get them off your calendar as much as they're on there. Can I help somebody? 
How many people got the friends where when y'all get together, all y'all do is gossip? Come on, look at them right now. Look at them right now. Be like, girl, you know that's me. Bro, you, look, Mark, that don't even sound right. Bro, you know that's us. No, it's more like a, you know what I mean? Amen. How many, you got them friends? You got them friends? Have there been people over the last two years, all they've been talking about is the vax? All they've been talking about is political stuff? All they've been talking about is the pandemic? All they've been talking about was Trudeau? Trudeau, right? Anybody got them friends that all they do is complain, and even when you have a good time, they find something to complain about? You got them? You got to minimize some of those. Some of you got to listen to your mama. Your mama, your mom, if your mama wanted them people, you just got to, you just got to listen. She like, that's my mama. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hey, but you got to draw a line with your mama too. Right? Elder Roseanne said that real loud. Amen. Amen. Okay. You're going to have to fight the relationships that focus or, or lean more on the glass half empty you have to protect it's less about correcting them it's more about protecting you so be careful of how much you listen to the glass half empty when God has graced you to fight for the glass being half full okay I'm giving you some clear instructions this is a season where you have to spend more time on your health, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So if you got them friends, that every time y'all hang out, y'all got to eat sugar, here you go. Here's the friend. Whenever you talk about eating healthy, they like, uh-uh. Watch out. Friends that clown you for juicing, watch out. Family members that don't understand why you fast, watch out. Say, make room. Say, I'm ready. For God's big. I'll read you the scripture and I'll close. Add to this. Stay around the word. And stay around worship. If you're a part of this body. You ready? I mean, you can miss. Hey, I will miss church sometime. Because I actually have. I'm being intentional about my time. Right? I'm going to be out of town for a couple weeks to see my family and go sit at the feet of my pastors and get poured into so I can come back with fresh vision, fresh strategy. I'm going to be intentional or it's me and my wife are going for an anniversary thing. Very intentional. I will never be at home while church is going on unless I have a reason. There will never be a day where I wake up and just I don't feel like going to church ever. That's not even an option. If this is your church home, this next season will require you to press in 
to the gathering of the saints. For this church, for this church home, Wednesday night, 6.30, Sunday, 11 or 5 p.m., or for some people who like to double dip, praise God for you. But if my church is offering me an opportunity to worship with my brothers and sisters and be sharpened, then I'm there. Don't say I didn't tell you, but if this is your church home, and I and my wife are your pastors, those are the instructions God gave us for this church. Now, if you're just a long-time visitor, keep visiting. But that's like being engaged for five years. What you doing? Hey, I'll say this too. I love people coming to visit our church. But some of y'all need to make up your mind and stop cheating on your other church. I don't know who you are. But what I, what I don't want to be is the side piece church. <laughs> we don't need people. We don't need people. We don't need seats that much. Amen. If we got something that make you come alive, then maybe God is calling you here. Right. But but this is not the season to be divided. This is not the season to hear one word and then over here you want to get your soul alive. No, well, if your soul coming alive, that's where you need to be, right? And if you are not leaving that place because you're afraid, then you you in trouble because you shouldn't be at a church because you're afraid to leave it. All right, make room for the Lord to do what he got to do. I'll leave it at that. We'll read the next scripture. But say, Lord... I'm ready, I'm ready for, increase. for increase. But first of all, first of all Holy, Spirit, Holy Spirit, I need, I need the, Spirit the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. Restore, my awe Restore my awe in the Lord. Lord. Lift your hands right where you are. My prayer tonight is that the Lord, the Lord's call, the Lord's plan, the Lord's church family for you becomes a top priority in your life. I pray that we all remove the barrier of excuses that kill momentum. I pray that you seek, I seek the Lord first, his kingdom. I pray that we delight in the Lord. And he promises if we delight in him, he'll give us the desires of our hearts. And the only reason the Lord is about to bless your socks off is so that you can be a blessing. The Lord is not about to show out in your life just so you can have things He's not about to restore your joy just so you can be funny. But he's a, his glory is about to rest upon your life so that people may know him. His glory is about to rest upon your life 
not that you're the destination, but you are a sign pointing to who is the destination. And that's why he's going to save your family. And that's why he's going to bless you. And that's why he is going to lift you out of the miry clay. And that's why he is going to bless your business. And that's why he is going to heal your body. And that's why he is going to open your blind eyes. And that's why he is going to promote you. And that's why he is going to shift your mindset. That's why mental illness will be stripped off of you and that's why that's why he is going to show up in your life and exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask think or imagine he is about to give you a radical testimony only so people will know I come against compromise I come against sabotage. I come against excuse making. I come against delayed obedience. I come against prostituting our gifts to the world. It belongs to the Lord. Consecrate yourself. For tomorrow the Lord is going to show up and show out. Consecrate yourself for tomorrow the Lord is going to show up and show out. Consecrate yourself for tomorrow the Lord will show up and show out. Say tomorrow. It's right there, it's right there, it's right there, it's right there. I pray that you do what, you, what it takes to shift your mindset. Shift your mindset. Renew your mind. Be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when the enemy comes in again... It will not impact you the same way. You keep driving by a dead bird and throwing up every time. Something got to change. You can't keep responding the same way. So I declare there's a shift in your mind. Come on, there's a shift in your mindset. What used to hurt you will not hurt you no more the same tricks of the enemy will not your parents somebody gonna say something crazy you this week in your household this week you gonna laugh instead of cry you will no longer discourage me another day of my life I love you mama I love you daddy I love you brother I love you sister but you will no longer have control over my life That part, that part. No, 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 no. Come on, right there. We're just interceding for you right now. The enemy can't play the same tricks on me no more.
same stuff can't keep coming in between you and your spouse no can't keep coming between you and your parents no you get mad over the same stuff still no thank you Jesus come on just for a few more moments thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus expose the devil he is a lie he is a lie I won't respond to rejection no more Lord expose my triggers right now expose my triggers I will not get upset over the same thing over and over and over and over again. Oh, Satan, you do not have that much power over my life. No, no. Fear not. Fear not whoever you are. Fear not. Fear not. Just come on. Press into that. Fear not. Fear not. You're coming out of your grief in this season. You're coming out of your grief in this season. You're coming out of your grief this season. You're coming out of your grief this season. You're coming out of your grief this season. That cycle of sickness is ending right now in Jesus' name. That cycle of, that, that cycle of sleepless nights is ending right now in the name of Jesus. That cycle of suicidal thoughts are ending right now in the name of Jesus. Right where you are. You know how some artists have writer's block? I come against the season of vision block is over now. The season of strategy block is over this right now right now get ready for strategy to come through the lord's about to show you what to do with that money he's about to show you what to do with your time he's about to show you what to do with your talent he's about to show you what to do he's about to show you what to do just for a few more moments press into that Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's getting up season. It's getting up season. It's throw the mat away season in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I declare you are not the same. You are not the same. Arise for the glory of the Lord is upon you. You are not the same. Say, I'm not the same. My new day is here. Come on, put it on, put it on, put it on. Put the new on. Put the new on. The day of settling is over. I don't have to settle. I can wait for God's best.
Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands right where you are. Lift your hands right where you are. Elevation is here. I'm talking about starting with me. I'm in, I'm in a place where the Lord's like, yep, time to go higher, son. Yes, sir. It, and I'd be born. It's scary. And I don't have all the answers. I don't even know what it looked like. Me and my wife, we're trying to figure, we're trying to figure out the new rhythm. This new season is a new rhythm. You can't one, two step no more. It's a new season. It's a new rhythm. You're going to have to learn how to move different. Schedules are going to look different. You're going to have to utilize your no. <laughs> You're going to have to utilize your no, Danny. You're going to have to utilize your no, Effie. You're going to have to utilize your no. You only have so many yeses. So you can't give away all your yeses. And when, when a God thing come along, you got to say no because you tied up in, a, in the wrong yes. Not everybody and everything deserves the yes. Steward your yeses and your noes. There's some new cups coming in your life to pour into. Your season of serving them or him or her is coming to a close. There's some shifts coming from poolside to the rooftop. And if you want to stay on the poolside, go right ahead. But as for me and my house, we're going to the rooftop. And if you're going to the rooftop with me, just give God a big old round of applause. As the choir, as the choir make their way to the stage, as the choir make their way to the stage, this is what's about to happen. The choir is going to give you a selection and then we're going to, we're going to get ready to close out. You guys enjoy yourselves. Okay, about five of you. Amen. Anybody else enjoy themselves? Hey, uh, Sion, can you put up them New West pictures again? I want you guys to see this. I wish we had some. Oh, there they go. Yeah, Malia, you gotta, you gotta go. Who is that on? Who is that on? Uh, horrible, Malia. You are horrible. But you don't got to be ghetto and just be like, huh? <laughs> hey, mom, we about to surprise you in a minute. Come on up. That is the wrong person. <laughs> Cece. She's still coming out. Can we at least get a new cake real quick? CC, it's okay, it's okay, CC. New man, new man, remember, remember? New, 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 new. Ain't gonna bother me no more, uh-uh. Hey, now, bring it down real quick. Um, I just wanted y'all to pay attention to the beauty that's up here. Amen. 
y'all to see all nations, right? Some people going to be on beat. I didn't say people going to be off beat. They just going to be on their own beat. And it's coming to pass. I don't know how many people remember, was it the last Christmas after when we first did that one song? God, you are good. And I did there were prophecies said we will have anybody remember that? How many languages up here by the following year? I forget what it was. But it's happening. And we got languages up here. We got nations up here. We got strawberries up here. <laughs> We got you, you. I want you to see something. She is really like acting like she's so innocent, but her outfit shows you how much she has inside of her. And so, I just want to introduce to you Love Quest International Choir. All the way from OG. Amen. I don't know about you, but I love my church. I love you. Me and Pastor Julia are forever indebted to uh, our Heavenly Father. We're indebted to you. Um, let's keep praying that the city turns over this building permit. Honestly, we're just kind of being patient with the process. The surveyors have turned in the plans. Thanks to your seed, we were able to pay everybody. Um, but, but soon as that, I mean, progress is being made. You guys see the sign out there, like love quest. Like we got a church with our sign on it, man. This is our church. And so there's a lot more to do. Um, the, the multi, the multi, uh, media center is getting all, they're putting in the floor, the floor is almost finished in the studio. Um, they've been grinding the floors and getting things prepared and I'm just excited and then once we get the building permit next door uh, the worship center will go up we got some exciting news as far as some things we're going to be doing um, but we are about to present ourselves to this community in a big big way um, all I will say is Halloween weekend Love Quest is going to be presenting itself to the city. And so there's a lot of things, ministry recruiting, getting people to serve, building teams. But we're really about to present our, this is the first time God has ever told me, now it's time to unveil Love Quest. For the last several years, he was like, don't you dare go and be super public because there are seasons where God has to hide you. Because your anointing and your gifting will attract stuff prematurely. So there are seasons he has to hide you like he did David. But I believe like he did David, this is the season he's sending for us. And he's like, nope, that's not them. Nope, that's not them. Nope, that's not them. And he's like, but there's another son. Where is he at? And I believe that we're about to present, God's going to present us to the city. And when he presents us to the city, 
He's going to present us to government officials. He's going to present us to, to programs that have keys, not only to buildings, but to, to, to atmospheres. And I believe that God's going to do something major before this year is over. And so just keep praying that we get that building permit because once we're over there, this turns in completely into our youth building. August 4th, 5th, we will be having our first youth ministry gathering. So all you youth leaders, let's get ready to plan. And uh, I'm telling all you youth, invite two of your friends. We're not going to open it up to the whole city, but we want a night of fun and games and vision. And we want to hear from you. We want to introduce our youth leaders and all of that cool stuff. And so August 5th, get ready, parents. Get your young people, your teenagers. This is for secondary school. This is not for the itty-bitty ones. It's for secondary school, okay? We'll have all that information in the coming weeks. Love you guys so much. Have a wonderful evening. Enjoy the cake. Um, and have fun. Out of time. Not out of Jesus. And until the next time, Wednesday night, you know what to do. Get your love fix, man. Have a wonderful evening. joining us for this week's podcast make sure you like and subscribe on all of your favorite streaming platforms and follow us on social media you can find us on ig and facebook at love quest intl church we out here but you know what it is you know the motto we out of time but we ain't out of jesus so till next time get your love fixed man